podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit. I am joined by Jeremy J.N. Phoenix in the building. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. This is pop culture. That is to say pop culture. Hit you with that pop, 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 pop. Today we are talking about people who complain, complainers, people who every day, all the time, no matter the conversation or situation, all they want to do is cry and complain about their lot in life. Jerry, do you know people like this? I am so sick of it, Brandon. I, I, I'm, I appreciate you bringing it up and going with me on this. It just wears me out. It absolutely wears me out. Whether it's friends, whether it's workmates, whether it's family members, people who do nothing but live to complain. It doesn't matter what you do for them. Brandon, it doesn't matter what you do for them. It doesn't matter how easy the job. It doesn't matter how much you know you've looked out for them. I'm telling you, when people do nothing but complain, it's like they live to complain. It's like they have nothing better in life to do but to find something to complain about. You feel me? Have you been there? I've been there. And I have a friend who talks about people who are like this. And what she said, she called them strength suckers or the SS. She coined this years ago. Years ago, the strength suckers. Because all they do is drain you. They just take it out of you. They do. I don't care who you are, no matter how positive you are, at some point you got to cut them off. No, it's the truth. And at times, like, you know, if they're not super close to you, you can laugh at them like, oh, all they do is complain. Ha, huh? what are you going to complain about today? And then at some point, it just takes a turn where it's just, man, it's just. And then even when they're not complaining, if it even sounds like a complaint, it wears you out and makes you want to bust them in the mouth. Straight up bust them right in the mouth, in the chops, as some people would say. Uh, but I did look up some information, Jeremy, that talked about ways you can deal with people who are chronic complainers. Number one. Uh, is that super roundhouse kick? Yeah. That's is one it option. A, uh, is it what is a Hadouken? That's one option. Those are two options that are not listed. Up, 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 that come with their own problems, <laughs> but they are solutions to the, to the problem in, in and of themselves. No, but these right. are six ways to deal with chronic complainers. Number one, listen for the need. Some people turn into chronic complainers because they feel they're not being heard. So they want you to listen to what their actual need is. No, no, no. But why do I care? I'm sorry. Why do I care? That's not my problem. That's not my issue. Get your wife. Get your husband. You know. What if it is your wife or husband? What if it is your wife or husband? Okay. If it is your wife or husband, then listen. Yes. If it's not your wife or husband, look. Adulkin. All right. (laughs) Go ahead. Continue. Number two. Reframe the situation. Sometimes negative people just need a bit of perspective adjustment. So sometimes you can reframe it and say, well, what if? Or have you ever looked at it this way or that way? You ever thought about doing that, Jay? Nah, I, I pretty much just think about you yoga said, fire. Yoga I thought, fire. I thought for sure you were going to say <laughs> see, answer, see answer one. Yes. <laughs> yoga fire. Yoga flame. I'm telling you, I ain't got time for this right now. Go ahead. Continue Number on. Number three, change your response. Oh, number yes. Four. I, oh, yeah. Hold up. Hold up. Let's go back to number three. Oh, yes. I'm going to change my response. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, I'm just getting tired of it, Brandon. 
Number four, ask for solutions. I heard somebody say one day that people with bad attitudes or people who are negative, they got a problem for every solution. So ask them for the solution. Yeah. Or okay. number five, something I think you would be good at, call it out. Straight up call them out. You're a complainer. You're a negative Nancy. All you do is whine. Straight up call them out. Debbie Downer. Debbie Downer. What do we like better, negative Nancy or Debbie Downer? I don't know it's close, but Debbie Downer has a womp, womp. Yeah, I music agree. to it, so. Debbie Downer's good. All right. And then number six, redirect the conversation. That doesn't work. They find the a way. Where, you ever heard where there's a will, there's a way? I mean, <laughs> I, I hear all this stuff they're saying. Now, now, if it's your spouse, it's something different. But if it's a workmate or a friend, all this stuff can be plowed through. Sometimes. Not, will, not can be, will be plowed through. <laughs> will be plowed through. Without mercy, without regret. Jada Kiss said the, the great words that we should all remember. It takes something to happen for people to learn. And sometimes these negative dances need that happen to happen to them for them to learn that don't nobody want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> negative Nancy could change it to a Morgan Wallen appropriate word, but we just leave it at that. I'm telling you, man. Brain, I can't I mean, I hear all the good things, but when you get to that point where you're just done, it's just sickening. No matter what happens, no matter how easy the work is, they're going to find something to complain about. And like I said, at times it's funny. At times you can be the bigger person. At times you're like, ah, no big deal. But when they just keep going so much, it's like, man, this is why you got no friends. This is why yep. you got no friends. Yep. And I'm and, not and, one of and, them either. And when they ask all the solutions, the funny thing to me is they never said, just bust them down. Because... <laughs> <laughs> now, I feel like bust them down should be the number one answer. Mom, they right get down, the point. son. Yeah, make sure you're bigger than them, and usually you are. So make sure you're bigger than them. Yeah, I'm telling you, bust them down. They'll keep their opinions to themselves, hurt their feelings. Trust me, <laughs> they won't open their mouth again. <laughs> See, there you have it from the Rasta Voice kids. Those no, are our no, solutions. No, no, laughing, but I'm, I'm serious. People understand. When they get their feelings hurt, they understand. He'll go home at night or she'll go Jeremy's home. Jeremy's going to be listed in several suicide <laughs> notes. I can see it right now. He's going to be listed in several suicide <laughs> notes by name, by name. <laughs> I'm just saying they'll go home like, oh, I was I thought I had a friend. I thought I had a friend until he bust me down in front of everybody. And I'll be like, you used to be my homie. You used to be my ace. <laughs> Now I want to smack the taste out your mouth. Okay? Dre, that's what's up. Anyway. All right. That's what we got. Go ahead. Wrap it up, son. Yeah. That's the Raspy Voice Kids take on complainers. What do you guys think? Do you know complainers? Are you a complainer? How do you handle them? How do you think they should be handled? Get at your boys at RVK. Holla at us. Raspy Voice. Do you have cold floors in your home? It may be time to insulate your crawl space because cold air is rising into the rest of your home. Alfred Home Solutions can fix this problem. Call them today at 304-317-4105 today to book your free insulation estimate. Again, 304-317-4105. Don't wait. Insulate. Here we go again, another week, another I got five on it. Hey, cue it up, Jay. Let's do it.
Welcome, raspy voice kids and Mountaineer fans alike to the newest I Got Five on it, a.k.a. Mountaineer fill in the blank. Brandon and Jeremy are ready. Here we go with the first blank. The comparisons between Deuce McBride and Javon Carter are blank. Legitimate. I find them legitimate. The comparisons are legitimate because they're two guys who have impact on the game. Now, they're not the same player by any stretch of the imagination. Javon was dominant defensively. Deuce is dominant offensively. But they both have an impact on the team in a way that many, not many people before them have had. Jerry West, Deshaun Butler, um, Damian Owens, maybe. Those are the guys that were these that both of them are being listed with and compared to going forward. I agree, man. For me, I, th- I think these comparisons are predictable. When you have a kid who's doing what he's doing and scoring the way he's scoring and taking the lead, then immediately you think of other leaders among WVU. You think of the Deshaun Butlers. You think of the Javon Carters. Why? They may not have the same game, as you said, but they are leaders of the basketball program. So that's what you think of. I think it's predictable. Blank number two. If Marshall and WVU play it in basketball, the score would be blank. I'm saying WVU scores 90 again, and Marshall scores 70 at least because WVU has been giving up points. But I think WVU gets a double-digit win against Marshall this year. West Virginia is solid. They're hot and getting hotter. I don't think it would be a real, ga- a real game, not a close game. Even though we typically play down to our competition, I think we'd be ready for Marshall and our little brother. I love the fact that you said that because I know that you have no clue what I'm about to say. You said we would score 90, they would score 70. For me, the answer is if Marshall played WVU in basketball, the score would be a flashback. Flashback of last time we played them in the tournament. And the score, when they thought they were so good, they won a WVU. We beat them 94 to 71. Yeah. That's right. It would be a flashback. Because the more things change, the more things seem the same. This year, especially, I think we would put it on them. Football, like basketball, like football, like basketball, like every other sport we play. Flashback. Number three. Huggins saying not to dribble between your legs was blank. Archaic. It is archaic to ask kids today to not dribble between their legs. I can see not. I can see asking them not to showboat, but this isn't 1950. Let the kids play. Now, Bob Huggins is the GOAT of West Virginia basketball in the history of West Virginia basketball. As far as coaching is concerned, there's no question. The man's going to have 900 wins by the time the season is over. He may win a national title. That's a stretch, but it's possible. But him asking players not to dribble between their legs is archaic. Yeah, I threw out the SAT word. I think he needs to let them just be themselves and do their thing and worry about the, the other fundamentals of the game. Now, for me, I'm probably not using a good word, but the only word I can come up with is intelligent. And the reason why I say it's intelligent is intelligent because, look, he watches the film. If they can't dribble through their legs, they can't dribble through their legs. And sometimes people see, you know, NBA players and one mixtape. I know I'm going back a few years or whatever it is. Maybe they watch Steph Curry and Kyrie. But if you can't do it, then don't do it. And I don't feel like Huggins would be saying this if they could do it. They clearly can't do it. It's intelligent, okay? Are you watching? They may the not want to hear. Are you watching the same game I'm watching? 
I watch players dribble between their legs all the time with no issue. It's just a normal, basic function. Players or West Virginia players? West Virginia players. It's just a basic, normal function. It's nothing yeah. crazy. I'm not saying they should be out there doing uh, hot sauce moves or anything like that. I'm not saying they should be skipped to my Lou or the professor. I'm just saying dribble between your legs. What in the world? Jeremy, are you kidding? I can dribble between my legs. Okay. Okay. You know what? I don't know, but maybe he, he thinks – Intelligent. He wants to, I can't believe you said intelligent. But hope maybe he thinks, hey, look, I want to simplify it. Let's not make this too difficult. Let's not yeah. be trying to Why be too Why are you special. simplifying it when the offense has not been the problem this year? I don't know. He the coach, okay? He's going to make me go with all these other fans that I don't want to agree with, even though I agree that Huggy belongs in the hall, and I think Huggy's amazing. He is fallible. Not that he's infallible, but you're going to make me say what everybody says. Look, when you have 800 and some odd wins, <laughs> <laughs> then you can start telling Huggers what to do. I don't agree with that. But in this argument, since it makes me right, I'll, I'll agree with it. Yeah. Woo! Number four. Chris Beard throwing the world's biggest temper tantrum and sitting on the floor before getting ejected was blank. Hilarious. That was straight up hilarious. One of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. I'm so happy he did it. And to give him his full props, he was fighting for his team, but he didn't let getting ejected stop him from good sportsmanship. He went over and fist-bumped Huggy. I loved it. I respected it, but it was hilarious. My answer was very similar to yours, but a little bit different. And I promise I had this before you ever wrote down your answer. I had Look, by the way, me and Brandon don't go over this stuff before, so I had no clue what his answer was. His answer was, say your answer again. What was your answer? Hilarious. My answer was hilarious. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> hey, that jump wasn't nothing but hilarious. So do go sit up. Do go sit up, Brandon. Brandon, when he sat on the floor, I thought, is this too serious? Is this yeah. too serious? Like, at that point, he's really, he, he honestly was seriously trying to get kicked out. Literally, like, <laughs> that was his intentions. But, Brandon, when he sat on the floor, I said, I said, he lost his mind. This is the best entertainment I've seen all night. And yeah. part of the reason why I thought it was funny is because we won and we were winning. Because if we'd have lost, it wouldn't be so funny. But now that we've won and we swept him and we beat Matt McClung two times and we beat Chris Beard two times, go see Country Roads in your own stadium, hilarious. See you later. Peace. And finally, Baylor not playing West Virginia because of COVID restrictions again is blank. Unfortunate. It's unfortunate. This is the world we live in. COVID is ravishing so many places, so many places in this country, so many places in this world. It's unfortunate that it turned out this way. I wanted to play Baylor. I wanted a piece of them. I wanted to hand them their first loss. I was hoping we could sweep them. That would have been really nice and had a shot at somehow maybe grasping at straws, but possibly winning the Big 12 regular season title. So it's unfortunate that we didn't get that opportunity. My word, and we're going to talk about it coming up when we talk about the West Virginia, you know, West Virginia basketball and football. My word is intentional. <laughs> you laughing. I ain't laughing. Listen up, everybody. <laughs> Stick around for the next segment because I'm going to drop stats on you. Now, people may not believe it. I'm dropping stats and figures about the games they decided to play and the games they didn't decide to play. I'm going to break it down for you. But all I know, they're not playing us three times because earlier they didn't play us. Now they're not playing us two times in a row. Intentional. 
<clears throat> it's intentional. Rat me, boys! Big shout to Shrinkables! Shrinkables! Supporting the RVK partnership since day one. It's time for the Raspy Voice Kids Freestylist Brandon, aka I Also Hate Pit, joined by. Yeah, man, Jeremy Phoenix. I'm back in the building, son. JM Fiend with you. About to get at you, let you know what we're talking about right now is West Virginia football to start the show, to start the segment. We have a new coach. Jay, tell him who it is. Oh, Coach Brown. Coach <laughs> Brown. Let me say it. Yeah, Brady doesn't know how to say his first name either. I think it's Shaden. 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 Yeah, Shaden, Shadon, I don't know. I can hear the way Brandon's saying that. He's thinking, I told you to say Coach Brown. <laughs> no, I don't care. I don't I don't know how to say his name yet. Yeah, I don't either. I, I know that he looks good. He came from Louisville. He was at Colorado before that. Both stops. He um changed the secondary. And they look good. That's the reason why you bring him as co-defensive coordinator, which is kind of weird to me, Brandon. It's weird to um, me, too. We talked about this before, but it's weird to me, too. I do like it? that he's from Boyle County in Kentucky, just like Coach Brown. So I do like that there's some connection there as well. I mean, it's cool if you're just trying to save West Virginia money, but both, making them both co-defensive coordinators so you don't have to pay them the actual defensive coordinator's salary. I, I don't know what the plan is. I don't get it. I thought for sure Jordan Leslie was going to be named defensive coordinator once, uh, once Coach Day left. I feel like if Jordan Leslie wasn't for sure the guy you wanted, then why don't we keep a die? Because we couldn't afford to keep him. Jordan doubled his salary. How much would he have made if he was defensive coordinator at West Virginia is my question. Because I think maybe we could have doubled then, it if we'd have made him the actual defensive coordinator. Yeah, but then you but, lose Leslie. But it, it almost feels like if you were about keeping Leslie, you would have put, you know, what I mean, you'd have, um, gave him the know. defensive coordinator position. I don't know. I don't. I don't know for sure either. I'm just telling you things that pop in my mind and probably pop in all of Mountaineer Nation's mind. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't get it. I don't either. But what I will say, what I do get is our defense was way better than it's ever been these last few years. Made leaps and bounds. Um, we were number one the in the deal. nation in total defense. That's what I'm saying. Which I know so, total defense is a misleading number, and it's not it's not the end-all, be-all, but it's still a good number, especially for a defense that was maligned in the past. And especially after losing our defensive coordinator where people thought we were going to have trouble, we didn't, especially and, in that second the, day. And the biggest thing is you can't question it. So, like, here I don't understand. And like, things make more sense. Dude is doing – like, <clears throat> Neil Brown and the people he's putting in positions – our defense just took leaps and bounds. You got no choice but to put faith in him on the defense side of the ball right now, for sure. Yeah, I mean that's where I am. If if this was if if a Dana team was doing this, you feel different because Dana didn't have success defensively. Yeah, Neil Brown absolutely. has. So, like you said, you just kind of look at it and you're like, okay. I what mean, else are you gonna do? What are you gonna say? Oh, well, you're wrong. No, the dude is showing you. We had the number one ranked defense. I don't care what it is last year. Got to put faith in it. Yeah, for now. Give me a game or two. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Don't let me see it. Don't slip off. Don't let me see it. (laughs) Shannon Brown. All right. So after that, you got anything else for football? 
no. I uh, wonder when the spring game is going to be. Wonder when our Big 12 uh, schedule comes out. But besides that, those are just questions we don't know about yet. That's that's what Mountaineer football. If we're going to keep on the football task, I just really quickly want to throw this in there. Before we forget, big shout-outs to Andy Smith. To who? Uh, Tandy. Uh, Keith Tandy. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was like, who Tandy Smith? <laughs> I just be making up names. Y'all. Keith Tandy, y'all shout to Keith Tandy. Number eight. When we get to our eights, we can talk about Keith Tandy. Shout out to him. Tandy's nice. Tandy is nice. Got that Super Bowl win. Got that Super bucks. Bowl ring in his first year coaching at that level. That's right. I just want to give that shout out. Shout out to Leftwich. I know he didn't play at West Virginia, but big shout out because he played in the state of West Virginia. Big shout out to Leftwich, too. Always like Byron Leftwich, class act. Can we talk? Nah, see, I'm mixing it up a little bit. No, I don't care. I don't care. Brandon, real quick, Super Bowl commercials. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this because they were a little watered down. Did you have some Super Bowl commercials that you really liked? I love the Tracy Morgan commercials. <laughs> pretty yeah. sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, those are great. Drake I love from the State Tracy Farm. Morgan commercials. Drake from State Farm was great. Drake from State Farm was good, too. Uh, I I like now I like the uh, no th- those are the ones I liked. Yeah, those are so good, so good. Like I said, I mean there weren't a whole lot of uh, Super Bowl commercials. Um, Super Bowl halftime, y'all can keep the feelings to yourself unless Brandon you got an opinion about it. I'm just I know I no the thing about Super Bowl halftime is every every year every year somebody's going to complain. It's like it's like the political election. It's like somebody getting elected president. Half the country's going to be happy. Half the country's going to be irritated. And that's how it is with the Super Bowl halftime show. I asked on Facebook and on Twitter, is it really Super Bowl if somebody didn't complain about the halftime show? And it's true because that's all people love to do. Not all people love to do, but you're going to have a large segment of the population who's going to complain no matter what. No matter who one of the greatest Super One of the greatest Super Bowl halftime shows, the actual most watched thing in, in I think, sports history was Michael Jackson's Super Bowl performance back in 90-something. I watched it. It was trash. Let you guys know it was trash. You have great, <laughs> you have you have great memories and nostalgic memories about seeing him come up. I watched lip singing McGee. <laughs> but they, but they're not. They all they make him lip sync though. They make him lip sync. It was beyond lip sync. It was beyond trash. So I don't know what people are talking about. I think most Super Bowl halftime shows are trash. Um, I think there've been some good ones, but uh, Bruno was great. I thought Beyonce Bruno, was good. Yeah. I don't think Shakira. <laughs> <laughs> Jada Jack. No, I'm joking. I'm yeah. Joking. A little jokey joke. I'm just saying, the one you guys love more than anything, I'm sorry, Michael Jackson. I I, I watched it. I watched it. You liked the Kizzles of Michael. And now you wish you could, like, you have buyer's remorse, but at the time, you liked it, so... Whatever. Whatever. I think it's funny calling out MJ like that. But anyway, on to... No. I, I'm not a hater, man. I always say, if I could go see one concert any, ever, it's 80s MJ. That's the dude. But that but that, but that, uh, Super Bowl? Whack. We get it, we get it, we get it, whack. All right. On to basketball. Let's get it. We're in the season for basketball, man. We had two games. We had Kansas. We had Texas Tech. 
obviously, let's let's start with Kansas. Kansas was first. Kansas comes in. We uh, lost to Kansas earlier this year, and it was ugly. They had 16 threes. What do you think of the game, Bray? Done. I thought we went out and did what we had to do. I thought we played ball, Taz and Deuce especially, obviously. Bill Self said it himself. They don't normally get whipped by guards. They got whipped by a guard, by two guards. Um, I love when Taz plays well, especially love it because his mom's active on Twitter, and she's great. She's funny, and she's passionate. Um, so that makes it more fun as well on top of the actual performance of Taz, of Deuce. Um, Culver's always a man inside. I'm just proud of this team for coming out and doing their thing against Kansas, getting the split because it's easy to get have them get in your head mentally. You and know, they're, and they're, work, they're working so hard, Brandon. This squad, yeah. um, I feel like we're a little undersized, but they're working harder than they've worked all year. They're they're gelling as a team. The 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 love felt between the team and the hard work of playing for your brothers is definitely there. We've heard players and coaches say that it wasn't, you know, it may not have been there before, and it's much more there now. And the reasons are obvious. Like I don't feel like I need to state them. Actually, I'll say I'm saying they're saying minus Sheepway, pretty much the locker room has grown closer. And how can we argue when we've seen back-to-back wins against big-time teams? And I know Kansas is outside the top 25, but to be able to beat Kansas, who can play offense, and our players, it wasn't that we beat them. We played well in beating them. It wasn't like yeah. they played like garbage. The very next game against Texas Tech, we played well in beating them. Different people are stepping up, making shots, but you see the entire team. We're playing defense. We're switching on picks. We're getting out there. We're trying to box out. Granted, our defense is not stellar, but our offense is really, really hitting its stride right now. I totally agree, and I love it. I love the. I love – we withstood Texas Tech, even though Texas Tech has been hot, and even though Texas Tech owed us one after the way we beat them the last time we they, when they were in Morgantown. They owed us one, and we still came out and did our thing without Taz Sherman, without Deuce McBride for a large per- portion of the first half, without Derek. What Cole happened? To, hold up. What What happened to Taz? In that groin game? injury in practice. All right, I was wondering. I, I didn't hear. I, was, I you know, okay. Yeah, groin it was injury. a game time decision, and he said that, that Bob Bob Huggins said he didn't want to play him unless they needed him, and we didn't need him. Okay. So no no need to risk further injury. Keep him for later on down the stretch. Groin injuries are normally nagging injuries, so I hope that this doesn't linger. But Did you have to let it I linger? Knew, I knew 100% you were going to sing it. Well, you said linger. You said linger a little too hard. As soon as I said I knew you were going to sing it. Hey, shout out to the Cranberries. <laughs> Shay, Shay Rankin. Shay, Shay, oh my goodness. Her name is Sherry, okay? Yep. So, <laughs> I, hope she, I know she doesn't listen to the show, but I hope so bad she does. It'd be great. So now we get to the point where, like, honestly, Brandon, I don't know if we've seen this kind of out offensive output, this offensive leadership from a player. I do, Brandon. I I can't think of the last time we've seen a sophomore doing what he's doing in these type of games. Have you? We have. I'm talking about. No, no, no. We haven't. We haven't seen it from a sophomore. And it, ha- and like we're used to people taking the lead. We're we're used to. Players coming along ever so often and hitting the big shot or playing big time defense, but to do it as a sophomore is is a change. So now we're sitting here comparing Deuce to people like Javon Carter and people like Deshaun Butler. 
which may be a little premature. Let's not get it twisted. It is a little premature. I, but I the don't way think so. I don't think so because you're comparing what they did. The comparisons are through 50 games. What they did through 50 games, not through their overall career, not over the overall impact on the program, through 50 games. It's not too soon to do that. And I'm going to say this was brought to us by Tony Creedy. I'm going I'm to say it straight up. He gave the comparisons between Javon Carter and Deuce. I'm going to say he and, got it from the stat department. I'm sure he didn't mind these stats himself. Okay. You say whatever you want to. Um, that's why you have your own voice. And Javon <laughs> Carter and Deshaun Butler. So so we're going to spit out some of these these facts that I thought were interesting. You want to talk about them? You and me go first. You go with Javon. I'll go with Deshaun. All right. So I'm not going to get into all of them. But I'm just saying through the first 49 games, Deuce had 583 points. Javon only 460. Deuce had more rebounds, more assists. His field goal percentage was higher. His three-point percentage was higher. The only thing that Javon led was his free throw um, percentage, which I think was 1% higher. And he had 96 steals compared to Deuce McBride's 69 uh, 69 steals. Now, I will say, this does not tell the whole story. Looking at stats does not tell the whole story. It does. Javon's... Javon's leadership, Javon's defensive. We all knew Javon was way more defensive than offensive. So for me, it's not that mind-blowing to see that Deuce has better offensive numbers, realizing Deuce is a more offensive-minded player, you know? More offensively skilled player. More offensively skilled player. But in all stats through 49 games, it's not a question Deuce is the better offensive player in West Virginia history. And then you go to Deshaun, Deshaun Butler, and through 50 games. This is through 50 games. Deshaun had 493 points, averaging 10 points per game. Deuce, 603, averaging 12 points per game. Deshaun has more rebounds, but he averages 3.4 rebounds per game in that time span. Deuce averages three. So only four-tenths of a point of, of a rebound. Uh, Deshaun had 48 assists, averaging one per game. Deuce triples him up at 142 with three assists per game. The field goal percentage, Deshaun. Advantage Deshaun, 49% to Deuce's 42%. Three-point percentage, three-point makes, attempts, and percentage goes to Deuce. 34% for Deshaun, 37% for, for Deuce. Free throw percentage, way higher for Deuce. Deshaun at 62% and Deuce McBride at 79%. Total steals, 70 for Deshaun. 69 for Deuce. And minutes played or averaged 27 minutes per game for Deuce, 23 for Deshaun. So Deuce, in more categories than not, is ahead of Deshaun Butler's pace thus far. Yeah. And and Deshaun was known for his offense, and he was known for his clutch factor. And that's the other place you're finding where Deuce has shown that he is comparable to legends like Deshaun Butler. The clutch factor is big. But and those guys are recognizing him. Javon Carter, out of his own mouth, on Twitter, recognizing De- uh, Deuce, but- Deuce McBride. Deshaun but Butler, I- recognizing Deuce McBride. John Flowers, recognizing Deuce McBride. The guys who've been there who've done it in this program are looking at this kid and saying, he's special. Yeah, I think he could definitely be big-time special. But I'm going to wait till he does it. And you say does what? Yeah, he's won games. No, I'm talking about postseason. Yeah. I feel like I Big feel like Javon tournament. Carter. 
Javon Carter showed up on defense. They locked people down. They suffocated people. It wasn't just him. It was all oppressed Virginia, but he was really the one who took the lead in it. Deshaun Butler closed out the Big East championship that we got, um, led us down the wire. I think there's a long way to go for Big Brian to show in clutch situations he can postseason-wise, but so far in the regular season, he's stacking up really nicely, and I don't expect him to quit. Now, Deshaun has a Final Four under his belt, right? Yeah. What does Javon have under his belt? A Sweet 16. Okay. So Deuce ain't got to go that far to compare to what Javon did in the well, postseason. Well, all right, if you're talking about in the postseason, but do you think Deuce is going to get a defensive player of the year? The first one ever. No, Don't I agree. About I'm, just talking about, I'm just talking about as far as what you said. You're going to wait to the postseason and see how far they go. Yeah, I, no, I want to see how he plays. I mean, you don't have to go very far, but I want to see how he plays in the postseason before I start. They don't have to win every game. Because you but remember, these guys, remember his clutch factor like we talked about, his clutch factor against the Buckeyes last year. Clutch I, factor no, against I, Texas Tech dude, this year. Dude, I'm, I'm not hating. I believe he will. I believe he's a juice. I believe he's going to. Talk but I will say. He got the sauce. Pump your brakes and drive slow. So what I mean is we can make all these comparisons as long as we realize that Javon Carter being defensive player of the year and Deshaun Butler making it to the Final Four have accomplished way more than Deuce has right now. I'm not trying to get on you. I'm just saying I believe Deuce can. He has more ability. I feel like he has more ability than both of them. But Mm, I don't know about Deshaun more ability. Deshaun was an athletic, Brandon. He was a big-time gamer, but I, I feel like Deuce could go to the league and stay there. Yeah, maybe. We'll see but, defensively. But, You're right. But my, I mean, point is, my point is right now, they got more like – it's like somebody trying to compare Pat Mahomes to, <laughs> to Tom Brady, which I was trying to do before the Super Bowl. I'm just saying, once you have so many accomplishments – yeah, it may be on the precipice. Maybe you're right there in the waiting line, but it's not quite there yet. You know, you got to give some times. Pump your brakes a little bit. Yeah, no, nah, I'm with that. I, I think there's a lot to be proven. So I'm okay with that. Um, and I think it's disrespectful if people were to try to say he's better than either one of those guys at this point. Because like you said, comp- you're comparing 49 and 50 games to the other exactly. players. So, I'm so comparing that's what's where up. they that's are where we're at. at this point in the stream of time. Not where they are overall. Not where they are in the history of, of the game or the history of the program. Just where they are at this point as far as, like you said, games played. One last thing, Brandon, before we wrap up. Can we talk about Baylor? Go ahead. Can we please talk about Baylor? Go ahead. Baylor has now postpone quote unquote us three times three times what do you think about that i think it's unfortunate do you, do you, do you, hold up hold up no no because me and you talked about it and we're like do you think the postponement of these two games are good or bad for us what, what did you say well if we would have won the games it's good it would have been bad if we would have won the games it'd be bad if we would have lost they would have been it would have been good um so I think overall, with the likelihood of not winning those games, at least half of them, one on the road, one at home, I'll say it's a push because we get to rest, but we don't get to pad our resume. That's true. I, I don't know why I'm beating around the bush. I don't care about beating around the bush. I'm going to give it to you real. JMP keeps it real. And at first when we talked about this, I thought, well, maybe it's good because there's a possibility that we could have lost both which would have looked bad for our record overall from optics standpoint. 
And the more I started looking into it, the more I start me look look to use the words of my my brethren M Tudor. The more my b- blood started boil, bar- started to boil, Brandon. I look at the times. Baylor is up on us three games in conference to win the Big Twelve. By them postponing these games again, or you know, you know, skipping them, they have three games left. Pretty much, they've won the Big Twelve without having to play a lot of people. And that's one thing in itself, but I started to look back, Brandon. I feel like there's a pattern that was developed. Can I drop it on you? You there? I said, let me hear it. No, I didn't hear it. Yeah, so I December it on accidentally. I was just trying to play it off. <laughs> December, December 3rd, 3rd through December 8th, somehow Baylor wasn't healthy. But it's funny, in those five days, they were supposed to play the number one Zags, Gonzaga. Then after the 8th, they got healthy. They played a few games. And then from December 13th through December 18th, once again, they had COVID protocol, which meant they didn't have to play number 13, Texas. What's interesting to me is those things got delayed. But all of a sudden, on December 19th through January 9th, you know, close to almost three weeks, they were healthy. Yeah. They played Kansas State. All of a sudden, Jeremy, three weeks later. (laughs) No, I'm saying right. No, 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 no. I'm saying right after they didn't play Texas. So from 12-13 to 12-18, they had COVID protocol. 12-19, they played Kansas State. So the day after they weren't supposed to play Texas, they played Kansas State. So from December 19th through January 9th, oh, they played Kansas State. Oh, they were healthy for Arkansas Pine Bluff. Oh, they were healthy for Alcorn State. Oh, they were healthy for Iowa State. They did play OU during that stretch, and then they were healthy for TCU. That's January 9th. But on January 12th, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they weren't ready to play West Virginia, and they had a COVID scare again. That's January 12th. That was January 10th through January 15th. Then you skip. Now, granted, I think they played Texas during this stretch. They played a couple other decent teams, but they had a lot of softies. But they went all the way to February 6th. At February 6th, the hardest part of their schedule, from February 6th to what they're calling February 20th, because they said that they look like they're going to be back to play uh, Oklahoma State. I think it's on the 20th or 21st. Um, February 6th through February 20th, you know the games they were supposed to play? Yes, they were supposed to play the gauntlet at Oklahoma. Texas Tech, WVU twice. They bowed out of all those things, Brandon. It seems like every time they have a tough stretch, a tough game, they bow out. When they have easy games, oh, they're there to play them. And you know what's going to happen because of it? They're going to win the Big 12. They're three games up. You think it's not a coincidence that they don't play us twice? Because we beat their pants off and they're scared of us. But, hey, do what you got to do. You're going to win the conference now. You laugh. I'm telling you. They've been ducking and hiding. Okay. Brandon, every time they called off, they ducked and hide. They ducked and hide the Zags. They ducked and hid from Texas. They ducked and hid from us the first time on the 12th. Three times in this year, you couldn't play us, 
And the funniest thing is the biggest stretch where they were healthy for two weeks, the, the healthiest stretch they had all year was against a bunch of chumps. That's not by accident. And they're going to win the Big 12. They're going to get the title. They're going to take it home. They're going to be able to recruit with it. Good for you. I can't wait to see you in the Big 12 tournament to show you y'all ain't nothing. Anyway, I'm not telling you, like, see, my, my big thing with conspiracy theories, the number one thing I ask, you know what the, you know what the first thing I ask when somebody tells me a conspiracy theory is? I don't why? Why would they do this? And you've answered that. You came up with a very powerful why, because they win the Big 12 championship without having to go through the gauntlet, without having to play the toughest opponents. So that's a good response to why. But then the how comes into play. And you've got to prove, I believe, that you really have COVID issues with positive tests. So oh, that really? Like, 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 Michigan, like Michigan tried to do? Michigan tried to good? I called Michigan way before it ever happened. Brandon, please. Coaches look for every um, way to slight their rival, every way to build their program, every advantage that they can. You've lost your mind if you don't think these coaches are doing the exact same what thing. What I was going right to say now. was, I think they have to collaborate with the Big Twelve in order to get their, in order to have a pause in their activity. I don't think they can just pause on their own. I, I think could, Brandon, I could Brandon, be wrong. I, th- this is the first year that we've had something like this, and I think they said, "Look, we're, we're look, <clears throat> seriously, we really bad." <laughs> you know what I mean? Public just, outcry would kill you if you said, "You know, you're playing anyway." No. That's, I think they're taking they, advantage. It wouldn't kill them if they didn't have positive tests, Jeremy. That's what I'm saying. I think you have to prove. How much How much does it take to have positive tests? Who's looking to see if it's positive? What? I'm not calling them a fake, <laughs> but I'm calling them a fake. Okay? So, I mean, I don't know. I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe competitors. I have respect for Scott Brooks. I don't believe he, I don't believe he would duck anybody. I don't think he'd try to win a championship this way. Um, oh, I, oh, Brandon, Brandon, I tell you what. I will agree with you if somehow they bow out of the Big 12 championship because of COVID. Because it seems to strict come up come up every few weeks, three or yeah, four times. Jeremy, now everybody's been infected. They probably all have, in, probably yeah. all have uh, How antibodies. How convenient. It. I don't believe it. We don't believe it. Bring yourself Who's to we? Who's we? Who's we don't believe it? Me and Mountaineer Nation, okay? <laughs> Who are you talking to? Me and Mountaineer Nation don't believe it. It's crap. I can't wait to see the Baylor Bears. You, them paychecks, the stuff that you've been paid. Look, I'm sorry. RG3 didn't just come there. You paid him. Okay? Now, I'm see, sorry. Now, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, yes, you did. I'm tired of RG3 it. RG3 was like a three-star recruit, Jeremy. Yeah. Caroline. Yeah. No, we ain't worried about him. He might have been a four-star, but. No. All right. I know you're waiting. I told you I had something. You don't believe it. That's fine. But I'm not scared to uh, Baylor. Bring yourself. You're scared of us. You got. Hey, look. I honestly, maybe we should have used the same logic. Maybe we should only play the games we could have won. Sounds good to me. Rat me, boys. That's right, Mountaineer State of Mind. Here we are again. We'll give you the numbers. We'll give us the numbers. And we'll talk about Mountaineer Grace that we remember. 
Now, last week was the first week of us doing this, and it was great, wasn't it, B? It was good, but we didn't just do Mountaineer greats. We did Mountaineer anybody. Mountaineer anybody. Whoever rocked the number. So I'm going to start out first and foremost. Put on the sad music. All right, no, don't do that, Joey. I'm going to just talk sad. We missed a few players, Brandon. This is all me. Number zero, we did last week. Tavon Myers. We missed him. That's our dude, man. That smile, the energy, the fire. I I don't know how we missed him. Number one, Brayden, how do we miss Derek Culver? Derek Culver's playing for our team right now. We didn't mention Derek Culver. He's a stud. I don't know how we missed him. Jonathan Holton. Don't forget about it. When uh, Devin E. Bates left to run that, you know, when we were doing press Virginia. Run that one three one. Jonathan Holton came with the long arms to, to put that defense on. Number two, the plays the rock number two, Cam Thurman. Cam Thurman. Hey, shout out Josh Witt. Josh, hey, Josh Witt. Witt, unreasonable doubt, loves Cam Thurman. He let us know we missed Cam Thurman. Also, shout out my boy, my boy down in Clendenin. You know what I'm talking about? My boy Seth. My boy Seth in Clendenin told us, for number threes, I couldn't believe we missed Joe Mazzula, the junkyard dog. Oh, shoulder injury. You know? And it, by the way, he had a shoulder injury and he kept playing. We also missed a big friend of the show, Skylar Howard. Skylar Don Howard. That's right. I know people have feelings about him. He came on our show. He changed my whole feelings towards him. Yeah. Love me some Skylar Don, man. Respect that dude. And lastly... We missed a transfer bug, Beetle Bolden. He was number three, Brandon. Shout out to Beetle. Shout out to Beetle. But this is a new week. And why we give a shout out real quick? Why we give a shout out? Let me give a shout out to Chris Hall. Shout out to Chris Hall, Dub V Nation, Sports Illustrated. Show love to Chris Hall. That's my dude. Uh, For what? No, nah, I just want to give him a shout out. That's all. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, I like Chris Hall too, but okay. <laughs> While you were talking, I took a bite of my burrito. So sorry. Yeah, I could had tell. a couple. I had a couple burritos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you didn't have enough time to eat, you know. So, all right. So now here we are <laughs> with a whole. <laughs> hey, look, Mountaineer State of Mind. We're going with the three new numbers: four, five, and six. Brandon, 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 Brandon. Who do you think of when you think of number four? Daxter Miles jumps out to me right away. Old Dax. Bingo. That's right. Dax go crazy. Is that the only one you got? Friend of the show. Uh, No. Uh, Deuce. Is Deuce four? Yeah, is Deuce four? (laughs) Yeah, I believe you. I don't know how I forgot that. Yeah, no. I had one for number four. But go ahead. Oh, I have two. You got two? Yeah, Deuce is Tyrone four, Sa- like I thought. Tyrone Sally. Nice, nice, nice. But how are you going to forget Deuce? We just talking about the dude. I know, I know. And as tall as you are. West Lions. West Lions. <laughs> Yo, and, and West Lions is doing his thing off the field. Um, Go check him out. He's doing big things on his own. Is he? He is. He's doing big things. Check him out. Any other number fours? 
Um, it's a mole a day, Brandon. Oh, yeah. And by the way, I'm not hating on you for that. It just hit me in my mind. How in the world did I not write that down? Jamal a day. He was he was forty. He was a different number at first though. Forty eight, but later on he became number four. Yeah. That's the number he knocked that dude out for Virginia Tech. Yep. Still a terrible PI. It is a PI by t- by today's standards. He would have been ejected by today's standards. But back then, that was not a penalty. Any other number fours? I'm sure, but those are the ones I got. Yeah, that's one I got too. Hey, we moving on. Number five. You want all right? Say the obvious. Chris Henry. <laughs> that's that's right, baby. Slim, Slim. We're gonna go with Slim number slim, one. R.I.P. Slim, and then Pat R. R. White, of course, the legend. R.I.P. R.I.P. We just killed the club. R.I.P. Slim. Retire right. five for for Pat White for sure. Pat White number yeah, that's who I was talking about. But you know, you went with Slim. We'll go with both. Both. Um, yeah, no disrespect to Pat. Obviously, Pat, we want to retire that number. Pat White's a friend of the show. Pat White is the GOAT. Give Pat White's number the Hall of Fame treatment. But I just thought of Slim. Right. That was the first number that popped in my head when I heard five. Any other name? Uh, any other names? Uh, I'm trying to think of basketball, but I don't have it. Teddy Allen? Boom! Teddy <laughs> Teddy Allen counts. Once a Mountaineer, that, always a Mountaineer, even though he's still getting in trouble up in Nebraska. Devin Williams? Devin Williams? Devin Williams is 41. Oh, he's five. No, Devin Williams is 41. Okay, excuse we me. Got, we got a long way before we get to Devin Williams. Kevin Jones, though, is number five. Yeah, Kevin Jones, you're right about that. You know who else is number five? Who? Antonio Brown. Oh, nice. Little shawty. Nice. Wait, Jeremy, Devin Williams did wear number five at some point. Okay, I get. I hey, I get some points. Yeah, you get, some, get points. some points. You wore forty one, but he also wore number five at some point. Who else? Who else? We got number five. Who else wore number five? I think we covered five pretty well. I can't think of nobody else. All right, all right. Last one. Last one. Last one. Number six. Who you Grant got? Grant Wiley. Grant Wiley. You got to have Grant Wiley. That's all you got. I already know that. No, that's it all ain't. you got. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. Number six. What you got? Slot receiver. Uh. What's his name? Um, oh, you got me on that one. Ooh, you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> no, no, you lose. You making up stuff now? No, I'm not. What's his name? Sticks. Go I mean, uh, go ahead. I don't know who you talking about. No, go ahead and say say the ones you know. <laughs> I love I love that you're just making up people. I'm not. I'm telling you, I'm finding Will Johnson. Nice. Last one. I'm telling you, I was proud of myself. When I came up with this one, I was proud of myself. I double-checked it, and I was right. Kennedy Antoni- Antonio Lewis. That's what I was talking about. Antonio Lewis. My bad. He was a why- defensive back. He was That's a slot say, receiver. Why is he slot receiver? Antonio no, Lewis. You, don't get, you don't get points for that. That's no, Vaughn Rivers' boy. I'm not saying boy. I get points for it, but that's what I was talking about. Antonio that's Vaughn Rivers' boy. Yeah, Antonio Lewis. Shout out to Antonio Lewis. Oh, David Saunders was number six. That just hit me. Yeah, David Saunders. Yeah, he was. I'm killing this kid. I'm killing him. I thought this wasn't no competition. Somebody throw in a towel. <laughs> I thought this wasn't no competition. I swear to God, that was off the top of the head. Somebody throw in a towel. I'm killing him. I'm killing him. <laughs> yeah. Who Who else? Is somebody else who's number six? Nah, Ivy was eight. Ivy was eight. Yeah, Corey Ivy was eight. 
We'll get to him later. I feel like there's a basketball player we're missing that was number six. Yeah, me too. I know that for a fact. Antonio Lewis is who I was thinking of. That's so funny. I'm so glad you said his name. That was going to stick in my brain for all night. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we need to bring RC in. We need to bring RC back for this game. I feel like you would be good. RC can contribute off the air if he needs to. (laughs) All right. Good deal. All right. That's it. I don't think you got any more. I don't have any more. I'm sure we miss all kinds of stuff. Get at us. Hey, without tagging them in the Twitter feed, get at us. I don't know if you stuff. tag them or not. Go ahead and tag them. Yeah. You're going to bust me out about Skylar Howard. That was hilarious. That's funny. Let us know. On to the next segment. Rap me, boys. Show me what you got, little mama. Show me what you got, baby. Show me what you got. It's your boy Brandon Phoenix for the last segment of the show, aka I also hate Pitt. And today I want to talk to you about Britney Spears. Free Britney! Except for I'm not screaming free Britney. You know why? Because I watched Framing Britney Spears, and there was nothing that happened during that show that made me believe that she was anything but still crazy. And I know crazy has a stigma to it, but I'm saying she clearly has issues that require more than what the average person understands. But more importantly, I don't understand these people, these fans who are out here chanting, pacing, marching, and petitioning to have her conservatorship removed when they haven't ever, they haven't even read the medical report. They have no idea what's really going on with her, which leads me to my bigger point. People who are part of activism without knowing what they're active about. Please get your facts straight. Please know all the details before you go out there popping off at the mouth, running your chops. Please know all the details and all the facts. You know, like if you're going to have a conspiracy theory about Baylor, please know all the facts. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so stop with the free Britney. Mind your own business. Maybe she's getting the best care needed. Podcast Network.